We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 148. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is the really exciting episode. It snowed. It finally snowed. I think that all of my fun facts about snow last week probably helped that. So you're welcome. You need Definitely, yes. Thank you for that. Bring some more fun facts on snow. We need more more that uh before <laughs> eventually but yes we finally got snow let me turn my oh if you think that uh, so it snowed so that must mean springs right around the corner right yeah wasn't that one of the the the, the, the that was one of the fun facts is it st- mm, i don't remember i remember there being one about being snow in november then the rest of the winter would be sludgy and unfortunately it's still fall Technically, uh, it really is technically still fall. That's 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 amazing. Well, well how much at, did you get at my house? Yeah, uh, I got right at two inches. Mm, I got about two and a half. That's kind of the general consensus that across the area. I mean, uh, we looked. We, you know, we posted the Ma- the National Weather Service page where people are reporting some snowfall reports, and there. Uh, uh, I don't know. There was some place just to the west of Branson that recorded four. Uh, now, Barry County and Southern Stone around that area, yeah, they got quite a bit of snow. I mean, there they got four or five inches legit yeah. down there. And uh, yeah, we kept getting a lot Northwest of. Arkansas got a good. Oh, man, they got hammered down there. Tulsa got about you know, six inches. Tulsa did. Yeah. Now, were they under the winter storm warning? I think yes, they were. They were. And then mm-hmm. Northwest Arkansas was under the winter storm warning. Yeah. And the rest of the place was under winter weather advisory. Um, right. And the funny thing is we kept getting uh, comments, and I talked to my buddy Gary, uh, when we all had that event along the I-44 corridor, like like Joplin and Springfield, it snowed, but nothing stuck. Yeah. Nothing. Miami got a dusting in Oklahoma. They got another dusting yesterday. Uh well, overnight, I guess. Yeah. Yesterday morning. Uh, but uh, they didn't, you know, it was just kind of, I think we lucked out. We actually were the lucky ones. You know, usually every year Springfield gets two or three inches at a time, and we don't get squat down here. Well, it was in reverse this time. They didn't get much up yeah. there, and we got a, a nice, decent snow down here. I call it nice and decent snow at two and a half inches because it's better than we've better had than in, we've seen in a years. few years. Well, know. exactly. And the thing is, it snowed all day. It was really, really, really nice. It started It started about, what, yeah, 10 or 11? Yeah, it snows at night. We never get to see it. I so. know. It's like these stupid storms. It's like, let's have some daytime storms going on. Um, 
But uh, yeah, the, the 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 amounts were kind of varied along there. Oh, let me back up. I got to tell you this because uh, I talked to my buddy Gary last night. He said he wanted to share something very funny with me because uh, was it last night or the night before or whatever uh, when it snowed in Springfield? They actually got a dusting and they were not even in a winter weather advisory. And yeah. when they were under the winter weather advisory, they got nothing. So he thought that was yeah. kind of funny. That's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> I know. And these little pockets, uh, like you said, I mean, we watched this system. I mean, as a quick recap for people, two weeks ago, we were talking about something coming through western Kansas and going into central Oklahoma. Then as the days and the models kept going, it kept inching eastward. And finally, like within 24 hours, they finally settled on a path. And that was pretty much the path. And And some of those models kept saying Branson area southern Missouri is going to get six to nine inches you know and we kept saying well that's what the models are saying but that's not what's going to happen because you can't just take model data at face value that's what we tell everybody and that's where the hypers come in they come and they see well the NAM says it's going to snow nine inches well we're going to put that out there when we, as experienced people know, it's probably going to snow two or three at best, and that's where we have to. Yeah, I haven't had to slap down too many hypers yet. To say. And, and you know what, we we we, you and I, really don't have much of a job to do in regards to how many inches we're going to get because you know we have all these models, right? Mm-hmm. And those models are being filtered through the National Weather Service office in Springfield, they take all that information into account when they make their graphics and their predictions, and we're basically an ambassador of them, so we go with what they say, right? Exactly. Exactly. So people get upset with us, and it's like, look, we're taking what they're saying, you know? Yeah. You know, and, and we always say if, if we go kind of sideways to what they're saying, we will say, well, this is what we think. And we will put it out there, and then, you know, I'm open to criticism. But if we're just disseminating information down the pipe, you know, then you need to take it up with the National Weather Service, not us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's always a chance where you're going to get a, a swath of, of of heavier snow. You don't know where those are going to set up or even course. if they are, but they do, and sometimes they don't. Yeah. And, and you know, sometimes, you know— Reed Spring gets eight inches and we get four, you know, whatever. But, you know, that doesn't happen very – I mean, when right. we do get snow, you, there's just no way to predict that in advance. No, the the only thing that, that we're pretty good at predicting is precipitation type. That's pretty good. I mean, this system – we were on the northern end of this edge of this system, so basically we were all snow. And th- this system also had a cold core, so it pretty much snowed all along that – you know, half, uh, you know, the northern side of that entire system was just snow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we, we're going to talk about how to measure snow effectively after the weather school because it's we've been get, <laughs> getting some uh, reports that it just not, it's, no. <laughs> They're like, we got six, seven inches. No, you, you, you can't go out and just take the biggest drift that you have and, poke a, a ruler down in there and say, look, we got eight it. No, there's a way to do it. So we're going to spend a little bit of time and kind of, kind of like the second weather school or whatever, just kind of explain how to do it, how the National Weather Service 
suggest you do it, and then you can get an actual, real snow report out of it. So, Shara, you don't have to drive in the snow. Isn't that awesome? And it's going to get warm. It's got warmer today. We're in the mid forties. Yeah, I haven't well, been outside yet today. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you've been been in, in the confines of, of sleeping, but yeah, it's it was forty six, I think. I I had to go to Springfield, um, and uh, it was just sunny, just completely sunny, not a cloud in the sky. It was awesome, and uh, yeah, it'd give my my heater a break. I mean, we didn't get above freezing for like two days, didn't we? I mean, thirty. No. <laughs> One day we barely made it to thirty. Wow. It was pretty chilly. It was bone chilling, actually. It really was. I was sitting here. My heat pump was just, you know, raging because those things are kind of (laughs) loud. It was raging and kind of blowing, kind of heated air. And then I was sitting here with my my winter fleece pants on and a a sweatshirt watching TV, wondering if I was going to have to get the uh, space heater out. I mean, it's just that. I know it's warmer today because I'm wearing shorts. So. That doesn't mean it's warmer. Well, you wear shorts all the time. I, don't, I yeah. do, but <laughs> not if it's where not not if we it. don't make it out of the twenties. I don't. <laughs> he wonders why our kid wears shorts every day to school, but he'll wear shorts to Walmart when it's thirty degrees outside. Oh yeah, it's, like, like uh, I, I was I am actually shorts I stopped and I'm dreaming of the kayak. Oh well, yeah. Well, like you said, I mean we're we're in meteorological winter now, and we're getting close to. Astronomical winter. When is that? Is that next Tuesday? When, when is that? Monday, when, when is the 21st? Monday. Um, oh, really? There yeah. you go. That is astronomical winter. And that's when we... And then we're just two and a half, almost two and a half months away from meteorological spring, which Corey and I love because that is our favorite, favorite, favorite time of the year. We get sure. to go talk about storms. It's the most exciting. It wasn't so exciting last meteorological spring we had yeah. more excitement in november you know but you know really you're right we, we had more excitement in november than we did in the regular one well i you know if we keep getting this uh this la nina which they think the la nina is going to continue we, we can hold have on through winter it looks like yeah and speaking of that even tomorrow i mean we're recording this on thursday december 17th in the afternoon and on friday tomorrow we're even going to get another huge bump in temperatures. We're going to get into the middle 50s, but the trade-off is we got some wind coming in behind it. Nice well, little I'm looking system. at the first day of winter still. I'm looking at almost 60 degrees that day. I saw that. And on Tuesday, what, 61 was it? It's around Tuesday, there. Yeah, it's a little lower. And then Wednesday, low 50s. And then from what I, I'm starting to look at, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day kind of get a little cooler a little, little bit. A little cooler. Yeah, we're going to dig into the what the models are saying on that. Yeah, yeah. we it could could come in. Um but cold front in the near term, cold front coming in Saturday, that's going to knock temps back down into the 40s, which is actually normal for this time of year. I mean, for low to mid 40s, low 40s to 20s. Uh, you know, if we get yeah. it. So today was kind of a normal average day right? when it comes to that. Um, and like you just said, I mean, the, the GFS, you remember last week I was saying, we really got to watch something around that. I uh, do. Yeah, I it recall. was huge, like really dark blue and 
you know, Armageddon, Snowmageddon and stuff. And we're like, no, just hang on a little bit. <laughs> you know. Well, this week, we, we now have the Canadian latching onto that, too. So the, so the GFS is still showing something, but not near, not near what it was showing last week. Yeah. So, And have, did you notice it kind of shifted a little bit more to the east? I haven't even looked at it. You haven't? Yeah. It, it, what they're, they're saying is a little bit more to the east as a focus. And then what I would, you would technically say, well, you would figuratively say it's a wraparound. There's no wraparound. But, but after the front moves through, you, you'll see it when you look at the GFS. It'll move through. And then once it moves through, then it'll develop a little snow around the Branson area. And then and the, the Canadian is actually more aggressive on that, it's showing a decent rain on the 24th, and then maybe a little bit of light snow on that. Yeah, we'll see. It doesn't look. The reason I don't look at that because you know it's it is Christmas, and maybe we should look at it because it is Christmas. But <laughs> I hate to get my hopes up, you know, for a white Christmas, but I'll just be disappointed. You know, the Grinch. I'm the Grinch. Oh well, I'm, well, you're being real because we haven't yeah. had a white Christmas in. 50 years or whatever. But we already, no, 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 no. Oh, we no. had a very nice white Christmas. Not here they didn't. Yeah, they did. No, in Branson? No. They didn't get one here? No. I don't oh, know. Oh, man. What we was that? What was that? 2000? I don't know. 10? Like, we got that blizzard okay. that, that hit us on the way to Oklahoma. It was only in Oklahoma and Tulsa. and up. Literally two yeah. hours away, we had a blizzard on the way. Well, maybe we I thought got it was something. coming this way. But it's like, been I thought a long was... time. But anyway, it started it was snowing the first about halfway in between here and there. We got like a ton icing. of snow down in, in Miami, but they didn't get anything when here. When we woke up Christmas morning, they were disappointed. the streets were covered. It was so pretty. Oh, it was like a perfect cool. Christmas morning. We even all went sledding. Like my uh, brother-in-law and my nieces, we all went sledding on Christmas Day. I'm like, you can't get much better than that. That's true. Except we had to cancel Christmas because nobody could come. Well, you know, that part was... Bad, but see, oh, now that's right. Already, see, that's the thing. Now we've already canceled Christmas. We know it's canceled beforehand. So just let it dump snow all over us. That would keep the people who want to go be with their families home, which would be a good thing. No, they would just travel sooner. <laughs> they would leave. They'd probably you. spend more time. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Well, I know. I mean, my plans are just very minimal. Going to go say hi to my mom. Got to get her ham. And then uh, maybe I got I got to solidify with my kind of grandson to come up just a day or two before just to just to kind of keep it small, keep it keep it brief, keep it uh, you know non-COVID, keep it family. So that's that's wonderful. So you guys gonna get a ham? No, you're gonna you're gonna get you know brisket. You're gonna. I haven't brisket. decided. I'd like we to do a decided. brisket. Well, I mean, we thought we did turkey for Thanksgiving. Let's do something different for Christmas. I smoked some pork tenderloin last night. It was very, very good. Mm. He did some pork steaks earlier. This I did week some pork that steaks. Really good. A few days ago, so I haven't smoked a brisket in a long, long time. I don't think I've ever smoked a brisket. I've. I think I've you were talking about that. We've always made them in the oven. But I would like to smoke one. We'll see. I need to start thinking about that being how Christmas is. Well, a week I was going to say. Tomorrow. Well, yeah, <laughs> you got like a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I but would... I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll do a turkey. We usually do, but I don't think I will this time since we just had turkey. You know, we never did turkey on Christmas. We always did a ham because turkey was Thanksgiving, yeah. and then everybody's sick of turkey. We typically have both. <laughs> really? Yeah, but we have bigger, a huge. I mean, there's family, a large family there, forty or fifty people, and so, so there's usually turkey and ham. This year, not. We're gonna do we're gonna do it uh, 
the Taylor way. Mm. The Taylor way being me and Shara and our kids. There you go. So Maybe. I might just make some, uh, pop in some TV dinners, microwave TV dinners. Let's say make some tofu, you know, tofu you and go. kale. Spam, spam, spam. I can fry up some spam. I wonder if I can smoke that. Uh, I think it is smoked, isn't it? Or is it I just... don't know. I've, I've never had it. <laughs> You've never had spam? No. Oh, I'm older You've than you. You've never had spam? I've never I had had spam. made spam since we've been married. Well, and my mom never fixed spam No, but I haven't made spam? I, I <laughs> you had to have had it at my... My mom has to have had made spam when you were there at one I can't point. recall. Oh, dear. My mom would fry spam when I was growing up. What's the calorie count on spam? Should I be eating 8, that? 8,000. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's all sodium. And <laughs> I don't know. It is pretty salty. That in Vienna sausages. I love Vienna sausages. Oh, I don't like I have had those. We call those Vienna weenies, and we don't like those. Well, but not the oil in the water. <laughs> that's the water is just, that's where it gets me. Yeah. Well, you don't drink the water. You just, and never mind. It's like fishing. You know, it's like. You can if you want. Well, you, yeah, you could. Okay, well, there goes uh, a lot of uh, off the rails into the storm dart weather, uh, baking and cooking Christmas things or whatever. Hey, did you know I checked our SoundCloud? And according to SoundCloud, we have almost 17,000 listens, which to us is a huge deal. But in the, in the podcast world, it's absolutely nothing. But we want to get out there more. And so I, I keep forgetting to tell people this is if you are on i if you're listening through itunes you know go and give us some five stars get us up there whatever we we uh we love doing what we do and bringing weather to you although i don't i mean i honestly understand that people in montana really don't care what the weather is in branson missouri uh but unless they're coming to Branson, that's the point. You know, maybe you're kind of eventually plan a trip to Branson, or you know somebody who's going to come to Branson. Uh, turn them on to our podcast once a week, practically every week. Now, next week is going to be our special Christmas podcast. Haven't figured out which day yet, but we will figure that one out. Um, and got to bring back our our winter myths. Got to bring our Christmas trivia. I got tons of stuff. Last year I did Christmas trivia with Marilyn because um, I think you guys were gone somewhere. Something was going on where we couldn't do it. So it's like, oh, who am I going to? Marilyn and I did the Christmas podcast. So this this year, hopefully, we'll do the Christmas podcast, and I'll throw some of those trivia things to well, you. We're guys. set up a little differently now than we were. I mean, I can go to. Mars and still do the podcast, and it sounds like we're together. You know, That's we're not true. together right now. So, right, right. I've done it from Miami before. Remember? And you were here, oh yeah, so. in your car. Yeah, I did. But your phone overheated, and <laughs> it did. I, I didn't have the car running, and it was it, it was August, <laughs> and I didn't want the car to be making noise, and my phone overheated, and so did I. That that's true. Well, you know, we're gonna. I mean, now now, Shara's got to get the kids to haircuts and stuff and then get ready for work and stuff so we're going to kind of rearrange the podcast a little bit do you have your fun facts ready to go for this block and yet Tara? most of them most of them okay well <laughs> let me just drop the the segment and here we, here we go get ready to get educated in Shara's fun facts it's Shara's Fun Facts this week, a little early, so you get an extra special treat. So, Shara, dazzle us. What you got? 
I don't think I'm going to be able to dazzle you this week, but... <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> I didn't. I couldn't find the good Christmas ones that I wanted, but I have some winter ones. Well, next week. You do Christmas next week. Yeah, so. I'll okay. save all the Christmas ones for next week. Awesome. Okay. According, since we're on the subject of snow lately, according to the Guinness World of Records, January 28th, 1887, a snowflake 15 inches wide and 8 inches thick fell in I'm now I'm gonna butcher this name. Fort Keogh, Montana, making it the largest snowflake ever observed. No, wait, fifteen inches. Fifteen inches Fort wide. Keogh, K E O G H, and eight inches thick. Like, I mean, how do you you see that thing coming at you? I've heard about that. <laughs> But it was 1887. Did they really know how to measure right? in and Montana back yeah. then? I don't know. But and, and how do you know that one was like, how did you find that one snowflake? I'm I'm not buying that one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good <laughs> ear candy. They didn't snap a picture of it. Put it on social. It's, I mean, it's not on here, I guess. Social media. You know, they yeah. didn't. 1887. And eight inches, that's more like a something coming off of a mountain that flew, you know, it's. Yeah, somebody threw a snowball at somebody and they thought it was a snowflake right. and they're like dude <laughs> look what i just discovered <laughs> yeah um i think this is kyanophobia i may be butchering Looks these names like too the persistent fear of snow especially becoming trapped by snow. The term is derived from the Greek words kion and phobos, meaning snow and fear. How do you spell it? C-H-I-O-N-O-P-H-O-B-I-A. Kionophobia. Interesting. Did you know there was people scared of snow? <laughs> oh, yeah. Was it? I, I mean, I, I could... scared of the... The, I could be scared of snow if I was in the mountains or something in an avalanche, but I mean, just yeah. Well, that's natural, but you know, huh? That's not really scared of the snow itself. That's just yeah. Hmm. That's just being They're silly. They're scared of being trapped by the snow. All right. Anyway, hmm. every winter, I don't know where this is because it ain't here. <laughs> At least one septillion. That's. One followed by twenty-four zeros. Wow! Snow crystals fall from the sky. One septillion. Okay, I want to know the person who went out and actually counted. Counted all, all the same the guy who measured a snowflake while it was falling from the sky. <laughs> Fifteen inches. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like the fish stories around here? I know. My fish was, the snowflake just kept getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> bigger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So if you're looking for a new hair idea, you know, if you're wondering you need some new hairstyles, in Canada, there is, this is an annual contest, uh, International Hair Freezing Contest. Uh, so <laughs> Hair freezing? They, they soak in the hot springs, get their hair all wet and steamy, and then they go out on a super cold day, and they try to get their hair to freeze in weird designs and whoever has the best one wins you know oddly that sounds like it might be kind of entertaining i mean i could see i would want to watch it i wouldn't yeah. want to be a part of it but <laughs> yeah to just get them all frizzed out and then frozen wow okay the purpose of the contest is to create the most creative frozen hairdo style possible 
You soak in the hot spring and allow the steam to accumulate on your head while the cold air freezes your hair. According to the event's website, the intricate icy hairstyles have been donned for years. And, and they actually have a website. Apparently. So you can go look up the International Hair Freezing Contest. Oh, That's my a God. thing. I'm going to put that in the uh, in the comments. So, <laughs> like that was. I mean, I remember as I don't know, maybe as a kid, just for fun or whatever. But I remember, like, you know, we would take our shower or bath, you know, and wash our hair, and then it would snow, and we'd want to run out in the snow. And yeah, you could literally feel your hair freezing. Really? If you go out with the. I mean, it's very dangerous. It seems I, like I see a lot of these people that work on trucks, like in up in Canada, like the ice road truckers, or whatever, and their beard. Starts, oh, yeah. you know, making, you know, ice and snow and getting white. All right. This yeah. may, this may bust some people's bubbles, but. Uh-oh. Okay. Many people know Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. He was a fun-loving reindeer, and he saved the day that one fateful night when Santa needed someone to guide his sleigh. Right. But where did that story originate I thought it went way, 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 way back. Where way or when? Way back. Where? <laughs> Who? When? <laughs> uh, Hawaii? I don't know. According <sighs> to my sources, and I have some very reliable sources. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Montgomery Ward <laughs> created the character of Rudolph back in 1939 as a way to sell a book and to make more money. Now, that's, that's fascinating. Most, that's how most things get... I mean, that's how Santa got his red coat, because Coca-Cola put a right. red coat on him. So, all of these things that I thought had been around since the beginning of time, I'm finding were all advertising gigs. <laughs> wow. Montgomery so the, Ward. Like, of all how crazy things. is that? I mean, I don't think the they kids They don't even nowadays, exist anymore. Right. They wouldn't even... I mean, I know where it is. My mom would definitely know, but it's like... Wow, that's blowing my mind. Yes, well, now see, that's dazzling. You just dazzled me. I thought it was cool. Anyway, that's all I got for today. Oh, that's it. That's it. Sorry. Oh, well. well, you got to save I'm the slacking cool ones. today. Cool ones for well, save the cool ones for next week. But you know, those were the cool ones. Oh, those, were those the cool are, ones. okay. Now we got the boring one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the jokes don't get any better. We give you a mission to find, like, like when you're at work in the middle of the night and you are. Completely bored out of your mind. Absolutely, that happens. You all don't the time. have anything to do. Uh-huh. Just, just find some fun facts. I, I keep thinking that that's going to happen. Like one of these days, I'm going to have some downtime and I'm going to find some really cool facts. And so far, that hasn't happened. So we'll see. Well, I have I have a whole bunch of weather myths and we- winter weather myths and winter weather facts. So we were going to play with those next week. Remind me Corey, I got to throw the I, they're on sheets. I'll put them in in our Dropbox to make sure we we see them cuz some of this some of the stuff I'm like I had no idea and some of the stuff was like you've got to be kidding me. That is not true. <laughs> so that We should have enough. a Storm Dark contest. Everybody, you know, go and create your frozen hairstyle and post oh it my to Storm Dark. <laughs> nah. 
I don't want it to freeze like that anymore. Well, uh, in the last couple spring. in the last couple of days, you could have easily created. I know. Corey's Corey's done with winter. He's had winter, you know, and that's everything I want. I just wanted one good snow. I mean, granted, I wish it was probably more like four inches, but you know, I'll take two, two and a half. I'm I'm good there. But uh, so, and did did Springfield not get the snow no. that we got? So no. That, what what night was that? Tuesday night when it snowed. In Springfield, well, like the, everybody at the hospital was getting so excited, they're like, "It's snowing! It's snowing!" Yeah, well, you got stuff I'm like, there. It just did that yesterday, <laughs> right? But but when on Sunday, when the big event, when we got down there, it did snow in Springfield and and Joplin and stuff, but it didn't accumulate. My mother was like, oh. "We have nothing." She sent me a picture of her yard right before sunset. It was totally no snow. So I sent her mm. a picture of mine, and it's like you couldn't even see the grass. <laughs> and you know. Both Springfield and Joplin were added to the winter advisory later. They were. So maybe they should have just kept it how it was originally. Yeah. Well, I, I had to, I had to, a nice pile of snow on top of my car when I went to leave work yesterday morning. So I got to scrape snow off. It was light, fluffy snow, though, that kind of just wiped off. Yeah. But the roads were okay. Oh, yeah. Roads are fine. Yeah. See, when we get like a dusting, I mean, it can, a dusting can cause some road issues, but generally it doesn't. They said there doesn't. was some slide offs when it, yeah. while it was snowing that night when it was yeah. really cold. And while it was snowing, um, they were reporting some slide offs around like James River and 65 yeah. and stuff. Well, but. that's because some people are stupid. They don't know how to drive in snow. Oh, it's snowing. I'm going to go fast so I can get home before. It. No, you, you yeah. slow down. Oh, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Well, I mean, this week's weather school is all about why is winter weather so difficult to predict? And <laughs> which is a classic, What exactly what we were talking about. Springfield got put under the winter weather advisory. They didn't get anything. And But the, the other night, it snowed. They were not under winter weather advisory. And you got a little accumulation. So this weather school explains all about why winter weather is so difficult to predict. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. The National Weather Service predicted snow last week, but nothing happened. Why is winter weather so hard to predict? Winter weather proves to be quite a challenge for us forecasters. Models do a decent job in the spring, summer, and fall, but they get stumped with winter weather forecasting. Why? It's because there are other factors to take into consideration. Temperature plays an important factor in winter. The freezing line is a place in the atmosphere where temperatures reach the freezing point, or 32 degrees. In the summer, it's located tens of thousands of feet in the sky. In the fall, the freezing line lowers, and in the winter, it's quite low. Generally, systems producing rain move into the colder areas, and the precip mixes with or changes over to snow. Simple, right? Well, you'd think this would be a no-brainer when it comes to forecasting, but quite the contrary. The caveat is that the freezing line is never constant. 
and slices of the layers of the lower atmosphere may have different thermal profiles. Warm air punching in a couple of thousand feet off the surface makes a huge difference in precipitation type. Snow generated at 5,000 feet falling into a warmer layer just above the surface may be just enough to melt that snowflake and turn it into a raindrop. Sometimes this is a tricky scenario, and this is one reason the forecast changes quite a bit in winter. Another factor besides the temperature upstairs is the surface temperature. Using the previous example, a snowflake at 5,000 feet falls into a warm layer and melts. But if the surface temperature is back below freezing, then the liquid raindrops will freeze on impact, creating a glaze of ice. If the warm layer is higher up, then the snowflake may melt and then try to refreeze as it falls into the colder air closer to the surface. In this scenario, the precipitation will fall as sleet. The snowflake turns into a raindrop, then the raindrop back into an ice pellet. On the other side of the coin, if the warm layer is at the surface, then snow generated upstairs may not have time to melt at all before reaching the ground. That's why it may be 35 or even 40 degrees at the surface, but we'll see snow. In rare cases, a dynamic system may provide enough instability that thunderstorms can develop. In winter, a lot of these storms can be hail producers. The reason is that the freezing line is very low, and any lift will propel the raindrops upward past the freezing line and create hail. Usually, the hail is small and non-destructive. However, in a very cold atmosphere, dynamic systems can create enough instability to make thunder snow. In this situation, a downpour of snow can accumulate quickly. It would be much easier to forecast wintry precipitation if the thermal profiles were more constant. Forecast models often change their solutions several times in winter as they try to take into account warm punches and fast-moving weather patterns. They're generally pretty accurate about 24 hours out from the event. Everything discussed so far happens when the surface temperatures are right around 32 degrees. Obviously, if surface temperatures were in the teens, then precipitation would be in the form of snow. A common myth is, quote, it's too cold to snow. Well, that has a small amount of validity for this reason. Colder air tends to be associated with high-pressure systems. Those high-pressure systems usually provide tranquil weather with colder temperatures since they come down from the Arctic. So in this case, a clear winter night can get mighty cold with little chance of it snowing. However, high pressure providing very cold temperatures can be penetrated by a strong low-pressure system and shove moisture into the cold environment, and it could snow. It's hard to believe forecast model output five days in advance in winter. The weather patterns are fast-moving and can change in a matter of hours. So, when you hear someone forecasting a major snow event ten days out, 
then don't believe him. The bust potential is way too great. But if models start predicting a winter storm only three days out, then we raise our eyebrows and keep an eye on it. If the storm is big enough and confidence is high enough, then the National Weather Service will issue winter storm watches. It's then time to prepare for heavy snow, treacherous driving conditions, and possibly ice. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And that's why you, it, sometimes your forecast is a bust in winter. Sometimes they'll it, say you're going to get some snow and you don't get snow. Or sometimes they'll say you're going to get some rain-snow mix, but then you get some black eye. It just, it just, yeah. it just really, it, it's hard to do in winter. But Okay, well, it's time for the next segment, which is in other news. Now, this, this week you don't have much, but I think the big thing we've <laughs> that we need to talk about is that little system that came through here has turned into this gigantic nor'easter. Up, yeah, up there, and I I heard today. Um, let's see, monster store in the northeast. A, a band of heavy snow. Okay, you ready for this? This is Binghamton, New York, uh, Williamsport, Pennsylvania, to like well north of north of there, but basically it's set up over Bingham, Binghamton, New York, and they said they had snowfall rates of four to five inches per hour. See, then I would be afraid of that. Yeah, yeah, that would make me kind of, yeah. But what happened is the airport at Binghamton recorded 39.9 inches of snow. 40, basically 40 inches of snow in this quick-moving system. And beating their old record of 53.3 inches set back in March of 2017. And there's other reports around Binghamton of 46 inches of snow. Isn't that nuts? That... <laughs> That's, you know, and, and you have to think that is the same system that came through here and dumped four inches in Oklahoma City and kind of gave us a dusting and went up to the east. And, and I guess it had more moisture to work with. It had a bunch of go- moisture coming out of well, the Gulf or somewhere. I think it, yeah, it combined with some. I mean, that system, yeah. it came through and just kind of moved on to the east. And there were, there was some system. Actually, there was some severe weather uh, down in Florida. With that system, and that system is, it kind of went on the same trajectory as Sandy. You know, it's kind of started in Florida and then went up the East Coast. And then this Mm -hmm. system combined with that one, and it's really cool to look on the satellite. If we go back on the satellite imagery. But, uh, yeah, it was just the perfect storm, (laughs) per se. So, pretty crazy weather in the eastern half of the United States. You you saw that where there was a tornado in Tampa yesterday. Yeah. It. (laughs) It tore up some buildings. I saw some video. It was taken from a bridge, and traffic the traffic was stopped, and the tornado was basically going right over them, and pieces of buildings were hitting their car, the debris. Oh, no. It was pretty crazy, actually. So, you know, I saw that warning. I texted it to you. Yeah. There was a large, confirmed large and damaging uh, violent tornado on the ground. So, wow, that's an... Tampa, Florida, you know, usually you have tornadoes down there. It's either early storm season or or, or spawned from a, a tropical system or something like that. Yeah, and this is December. 
I mean, yeah. December. So I, I was focused on the snow part, and then you were focused on the that that severe part down there. Tampa, now Tampa is on the is that on the Panhandle? No, that's the Gulf side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's that storm that merged with that that other mm-hmm. storm come there, and I will not say the name of it. The Weather Channel wants to name them. I don't know. We do not name winter storms. No. No. I know I brought it up, but no. Uh, also heard that this storm, uh, over 700 flights were canceled. And so far, this as of like uh, early this afternoon, uh, six people have died. So Crazy. Yeah. Now, this is major, major winter weather. Maybe next week I should. Well, I, we may not do the weather school next week. We, it'll be so full, fun-filled of... Christmas and winter trivia and here's a here's a winter trivia fact regarding the snowfall of this week and it also involves us. This is out of Tulsa. Sunday's official snow total in Tulsa was five inches. Hmm. And the last three plus inch snow total in Tulsa was December sixth, twenty thirteen. Now, that system also came here, that 2013 system. We recorded five inches that week because that was the week my daughter was born. Ah. And I measured five inches of snow on the driveway. So that's probably about the last time we had a decent snowfall as well. I mean, a decent. Yeah. That, that's noteworthy that we can say it snowed. Right. Now, that's, a, that's seven years ago. I mean, usually we get a more decent of a snowfall than more, more often than seven years but the way things are trending you know when's the next time we're gonna was that our big one this year <laughs> have we already had it man i hope not i hope i hope this is just a precursor to- oklahoma city has already had four inches of snow this week and then they had that ice storm early when was that Oh, uh, yeah, that that was in November. That was before Thanksgiving, I think. Yeah. So they've already had pretty good winter down there. Uh, Maybe uh, La Nina will kick in and start storm season early this year. Wouldn't that be nice? Since everything else came early. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I had one more thing here. The Oklahoma City, uh, they've had 6.6 inches of snow since Sunday which makes it the eighth snowiest December on record. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> this is so different from the past several years. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I think we're actually going to get some snow. Now, the climate models, which they you know they go month to month to month or week to week to week, they are saying it's going to be a little warmer in January and a little cooler in February. So I'm hoping this is not like the inverse of what we have been getting in the summer. Because remember, we'd have a, a really hot June and maybe a really mm-hmm. hot part of July. And then all of a sudden, it'd get really cool. And then August would be fantastic and not be over, over 90. I'm, right. I'm hoping that this is not the inverse, making it really cold now and snowy. And then in January, it heat back up. You know, th- that's... Mm, I don't know. It it's 2020, so who knows? Well, I got my set sights set on March, and I just have uh, my gut feeling tells me we might we might even get a few storms in late February, and I'm talking severe, not s- snow. I'm, I think I'm, we're going to get some severe in January. 
I'm in the I'm I'm in that <laughs> mode for some reason. I I don't know and why. And it's not unrealistic. True, true. I I keep going back to that what we talked about last week that a tornado on my dad's birthday, January seventh, that went through battlefield. This was twenty thirty years ago, but yeah, it, it is so possible. And with La Nina, you never know. Hey, I hey, looked, tw- what? twenty. Uh, you said tornado. Yeah. So I had to say this. Okay. Uh, twenty years ago, yesterday, there was an. EF4 or an F4 back then, mm-hmm. tornado that that tore through parts of Tuscaloosa, Alabama, that killed 11 pe- people and injured over a hundred. That's an F4 tornado in, you know, it's almost Christmas. Yeah, you know, you, usually down there they'll get an earlier storm season, but not that early because we're actually still in fall. You know, uh, why your is favorite, that familiar? Your favorite to me? meteorologist. Uh, Posted that on his Facebook yesterday. Okay, uh, J- James. <laughs> okay, uh, but uh, he uh, he was uh, where's where's James Spahn? He's a uh, James Spahn, he Spahn? Birmingham. Spahn, yeah, Birmingham. So he's in Birmingham. Yeah, uh, maybe he was on the air back then. More I don't than know. likely, he's been there for like forty years. <laughs> he's been doing that forever. Yeah, so. I thought that was cool. I mean, that's a big one for for December. Yeah, and and that goes to prove that severe weather can occur in all 50 states, and it can occur at all times of the year. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I was was getting ready to say that uh, I looked uh, on that that system that we were talking about, Christmas Eve here and Christmas Day, that looks to be— Another, that's to com- combine and do another nor'easter. Mm, well, that would be about right, and maybe that's a good thing. Oh, to keep people home, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know what? That's what I need to do. And next week, I'm going to do nor'easter. I'm going to write that down. We'll just make it a really long Christmas podcast. I hey, would hate to see a nor'wester one day. I don't know what that would be, hmm. but oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, gosh. Let's talk to people in Washington and Oregon. That's what we need. Yeah, right. Um, well, the National Weather Service across the country rolled out their brand new radar. They've been talking about it. Um, I'm not sure if I like it yet. Um, well, I don't have a need for it. They're late. They're late to the game. Well, yeah, I mean, us us people, us, us weather enthusiasts and weather people, we use radar I may never, scope. I may never use it. I don't know. I, I, I won't. I mean, to be honest, no. if I've got radar scope, I'm not going to use it. But for the lay person, it really is pretty good. It give, gives you a natural, uh, natural, national view, and you can zoom in and do different overlays and stuff. But I tell you, right before we recorded the podcast, I went there and went, oh, well, I zoomed in on... You know, Branson, you can put your location, mm-hmm. kind of like our website does, stormdarweather.com. Yeah. Wherever you're, it picks you up, it'll focus that radar right in the middle of where you're at. Um, I clicked loop on the National Weather Service, and after about three minutes, I give up. <laughs> uh, it just, it just wouldn't. They, well, it. they've been in beta testing for quite a while because, I mean, we were able to access it a while back for months. So I thought maybe they get all those kinks worked out, but maybe they still have some bugs. Well, yeah. Maybe maybe there's a lot of people using it since it's the first day. I don't, I don't know. Well, that could be too, you know, because it, it it was hesitating a little bit. Yeah, and today was a rollout. They said 
they, they had been advertising it's going to roll out. Well, then we, we finally got the message today that yes, they are maybe rolling it out. maybe it was a bandwidth problem. Remember last year week we talked about they're running out of bandwidth for the National Weather Service websites. They're having too many people, right? You know. Well, you know, so. people like James Spann you just mentioned are using radar scope. We've got tons of people using radar scope. It's it's a really easy interface. You know, we're, they're not a sponsor of the podcast, but I mean. Almost any radar you see anymore <laughs> that's on Facebook or showing is is radar scope. It's just, yeah. and we've had a lot of people ask us, "What radar do we use?" And it's so easy and handy just to have in your pocket, and you bring it up, and boom, there you don't have to fiddle with anything. Oh, yeah. and if I'm standing yeah. in the store, a lot of times this will happen when I'm in the spring. I'll be standing in line at the store. And, you know, and it was like, mm, I'll just pop radar scope up, and then it's just right there. I can tell what's going on and let the people of the store know uh, that they need to take cover. Yep. Yeah. Well, we mentioned it the first part of the podcast about measuring snow. There is actually a specific way to measure snow, and the National Weather Service has this link. Uh, I'm going to actually add that to... Uh, there to the to the uh, show notes in the in the description. So anyway, let's okay. You cannot. This is what you cannot do. Let, let's go on listing of stuff that that you cannot do. You can't go, like I said, and go find the biggest drift that you have and take a big old ruler and shove it down in there and say, "I got this much snow." You can't do that. No, um, there's a you know. A uh, kind of a protocol or a a way to do that that has to be, you know, you have to find a flat surface. Like some people use a deck railing or some people use a... I use um, the top of my car. Yeah, it would be good. That's what I used to do. Right. Undisturbed. Undisturbed accumulation. That's one thing. Okay, now I want to go through and just read just a little bit of what the National Weather Service, how you do a basic snowfall measurement. So what they say is, for the most accurate snowfall measurement, it is suggested that a snowboard be used. Now, that's not something that you go and ride down the slopes on, although that is a snowboard. Why not? But, well, that's true. This is a different snowboard. This is They should say a snow measuring board. <laughs> Uh, right. It's basically, they say, a piece of wood, you paint it white. You have to paint it white because, you know why? So it won't evaporate off the Or board. melt, yeah. Or, well, yeah, melt. Any, any radiation coming from the sun, even though it's cloudy, if it's dark, it will heat that up a little bit. That's how we, you know, that's how the earth heats up is from the bottom. You paint it white, and they like to do about 16 inch by 16 inch. So what? foot and a half, basically, yeah. square. They said that'll work well. Uh, another good alternative in, would include like a wooden deck, like you just said, uh, approximately 20 to 30 feet away from the house, or a picnic table in an open, unobstructed part of the yard. Um, they say it is not good practice to measure the snow directly in the grass, as the snow amount will be inflated by the blades of grass. Mm. So don't go out there. Yeah. The so most say this, thing that mm-hmm. the the biggest issue people have with measuring snow, I think, around here is the snow drifts along people's houses, where you know the wind will blow it and it gets a little deeper. You know, yeah, can't can't measure it there. No, no, and especially if the plow comes 
comes out and you know plows oh, yeah. all the well, and then you have all this it that should be a given yeah that should be a given like we got four feet of snow no you didn't <laughs> Um, they say the snowboard is used to measure new snowfall and will be needed will need to be cleaned off after each measurement. So if you go out there and measure, brush it off, and then yeah. so to measure the snow depth, you can place a second snowboard near the first one. I'm not sure why this snowboard will not be cleared cleaned off after each measurement and will oh so you can not clean that one off and let you get the the snow total I guess for the storm yeah. Uh, and also the melting place. And so a ruler or a yardstick can also be staked out in your yard to facilitate easy snow depth measuring. You know, you could pre-make a snow gauge if, if you really were, you know, if you really were dedicated, like maybe we should. I mean, we could get a board and somehow affix a yardstick to it somehow where it's... Oh, that'd you know, be cool. And go set it out beforehand and maybe set a time-lapse camera on it or something. <sighs> that would be cool. That We could do that. Yeah, we could, I think. I think it would be And then we could sell easy. them. <laughs> yeah, we put our logo on there. Why not? I mean, Why it, not? It'd, be, it'd be relatively cheap. If it were just to snow more often, maybe well, be yeah. in business. Well, no, that's true. We could probably sell them to people up in Wisconsin and, and there Minnesota. There you go. <laughs> Um, well, okay, so the other thing they have, uh, like new snowfall, when it's considered new snowfall, this is the amount of snow that has fallen since your last measurement or since the first flakes began to fall. You don't want to include any snowfall left on the ground from a previous event with this measurement. So measure it to about the nearest tenth of an inch. Uh, you might want to take more than one measurement. I always do it a couple. Like if I'm on my car, then I will go to two or three different spots. On the top, you know, just to just to see that's undisturbed, yeah, and just just kind of get a consensus there. So, and then if you if you get a good snowfall report, you can send it uh, to the National Weather Service. Uh, it says uh, there's a couple of ways to do that. If you're one of our storm spotters, you can just give it a, give a call on a number that they give you. Uh, you can also send a snow report uh, to well, there's a site on here. And, and the best way is just go to Facebook, <laughs> Facebook and Twitter. They mm-hmm. both manage both of those. Um, uh, it's, I think it's us national weather service, Springfield. I think that's address. You just yeah. search Springfield weather service and then on Facebook and, and they welcome that. And matter of fact, they, they tag, uh, us weather enthusiasts. Uh, some of our associates around town, they've asked us, uh, private message us and say, could you get to your followers and, you know, request either damage reports or snow reports or whatever, because that helps them get more of an accurate thing. So I'm going to, again, I'm going to put this link in the uh, show notes. So when you get it, you can go here and read this. Very interesting. And then you can be a snowfall measuring rascal, whatever (laughs) it is. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. So, yeah. So, you got any more in other news? No. That was all mine. Well, then, we did share his fun facts, so I think it's time to get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. It is the Stormdar Weather weather word of the week, and we're going to toss it to Corey. So, what is our Stormdar weather, weather word of the week? It's clear ice. 
Yes. Clear ice. It's a type of solid precipitation, which forms when relatively large drops of water are supercooled into a dense, transparent coating of ice without air or impurities. I think I've seen that before. It's pretty cool. It's similar to glaze and hard rime, and when formed on the ground, it's often called black ice. It's just clearer than normal. You notice when you freeze hot water, it comes out clearer in the freezer. Have you noticed that? Have you ever done that? Yeah, I wonder why. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I just thought of that for some reason because it's so clear. Well, now I have definitely, I mean, not recently, but I've definitely been out where it is sleeting. I'll put that in air quotes, sleeting. And then you, you trap the little ice balls and it's just totally clear. And that's what they're talking mm-hmm. about here. Um, I, I, I The, the de- definition said it's sometimes called black ice. Well, I have a different definition of black ice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, black ice to me is if you have water on the roadway or the sidewalk or anywhere that will a thin layer that just suddenly freezes because the temperature gets down so low and you can't see it. So invisible would be right. black ice. But I, that's what the, you know, and I get these weather words from credible sources, you know, not Facebook. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, Wikipedia, oh. National Weather Service, all sorts of things. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I can see where enough of that clear ice would probably create some black ice. Of course, depends on your ground mm-hmm. temperature, depends on the air temperature, depends on a whole bunch of things. Well, if it's clear and you're driving by it at 50 miles an hour, you're not going to be able to see it. So that's why they were yeah. associating the zoo, I think. that That's true. That's, well, that's very true. Well, I think, I think I've think i kind of exhausted everything I've yeah. had. How about you? <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm always exhausted. <laughs> well, with all these kids, I bet you know, and your yeah. wife is working full time now. Well, yeah. next week, Corey, we'll, we'll talk about uh, next week when uh, Sherry's schedule. We definitely want to have her on the podcast for her for her uh, uh, fun Christmas fun facts, and I'll send you a whole bunch of stuff, and we'll just make it a big old big old podcast. So, got anything else? Nope. Okay, well, let's wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. Podcast.